Hello and welcome to the AFC Dons cast. This week, the Dons came away with a win at Petaudry on Saturday against St Johnston. We have post-match reaction with Rob McLean, Stevie Tosh and Jim Goodwin coming up. Aberdeen women were back in action in the Women's Scottish Cup on Sunday. We have the pre-match thoughts of Gavin Levy. Plus, we hear from a couple of our new signings, returning Graham Shinney and Patrick Mislovich. And to round it all off, a quick update from the rest of the matches in the SPFL at the weekend and some supporters' news in there as well. This is the AFC Dons cast from the Inverness Reds. Premier Sports becomes Viaplay. This means the same sports as before, but topped up with more premium sports rights. Plus, a new top streaming service filled with films, series and documentaries. All new entertainment for the same old price. See you on Viaplay. Hello and welcome to the AFC Dodds cast on Tuesday the 10th of January. It's Graham here with your weekend roundup. The Red Army made a welcome return to Graham Shinney, who went straight into the starting lineup against St Johnston on Saturday. And truly, it was like he was never away, making his influence on the team from the get-go. But it was two second-half goals that ended a run of five winless matches. It did look as if this one was going to end out the same as our New Year encounter against Ross County. Plenty of possession, but our chances in front of goal were not taken. We could have been 1-0 up in the first half. A clever free kick fell to Duke, who took a well-taken goal, but it was ruled out by VAR for offside, while Majowski missed three good chances. Our second-half performance was worse than our first until a breakthrough. Duke latched onto a long ball to put it past Remy Matthews to score the opener in the 74th minute. Then 10 minutes later, he scored his second and his 11th goal of the season from a corner to make it 2-0. A welcome win for Jim Goodwin as we head into the semi-final League Cup action next weekend. Finally, have got their first win since the World Cup break. Their first win, of course, of 2023 as well. Rob McLean and Stevie Tosh watching Aberdeen beat St Johnston by two goals to nil. And it was a, a Duke double in the second half, which uh, the goals coming along at a stage when Aberdeen were maybe struggling a little, having been impressive first half, played a lot of good football couldn't find the back of the net, they did once of course it was ruled out by, by VAR uh, and it was Duke with his 10th and 11th Aberdeen goals which eventually got the job done Yeah they did, you know we were. I thought we played really really well the first 45 you know, slightly fell out in the second half without St Johnson creating very many chances but you know, Duke to the rescue yeah you know, probably no one of his best games in a, a red shirt, but who cares at the end of the day? You know, it's, it's two goals, uh, two good finishes, and uh, we get the three points. We saw Graham Shinney in the frame there, Andy Considine, a former Don, on the losing side for St Johnston. Uh, and the return of Shinney is significant, isn't it? 
I think so. You know, uh, we're never sure. You know how Graham was going to be when he came back. He left here at 27, returned at 31. You know, but he's a consummate professional. You know, I, I thought he, he drove us forward today. I thought, you know, along with Ross McCrory, I thought he, he was our best player. You know, for the for the 90. You know, I. I I think that obviously, hopefully, Connor will learn a wee bit from him as well. But I did think Ramadani and, and, and obviously uh, Graham in there give us a wee bit extra bit of steel and give us a wee bit of protection in front of the back four. An important win for all sorts of, of reasons gets Aberdeen that little bit closer to Hearts with the with them drawing in Paisley and of course ahead of a League Cup semi final against Rangers uh, next weekend. That just uh, restores a little bit of confidence. It does, you know. I think that we've, you know, we we, we can bar it up anyway we want, you know, but after the Rangers game, you know, when we hear where, you know, what happened happened in the last couple of minutes, you know, we've been poor the next three games in the essence that we've taken one point for nine against obviously St Martin Kilmarnock, then Ross County. So it was a big game today, you know, it was a, it was a, a huge game for the players but also for Jim and, and, and also with the fans. So, you know, you'd never want to go into a semi final on the back of maybe another defeat. So as we say, you know, it was nice to get the three points, it was nice to get a clean sheet, it was nice to get the two goals for Duke. And it gives Jim some thought processes building into next week you know as they're training as to how he wants to go and set up against Rangers and, and how he thinks we're going to get the right result in the in the semi-final Great to restore that winning feeling Aberdeen 2 St Johnston nil. Jim how does it feel to rediscover the winning feeling? Feels great obviously um, you know it's been it's been long waited um, you know the players are obviously very pleased in there at the fact that we've managed to get back to winning ways you know we felt we should have won the game on Monday against Ross County we had Plenty of opportunities to do that, but for one reason or another, we weren't able to. Um, today, after the first 45 minutes, you kind of started to feel, was this going to be a similar um, game to what we saw on Monday, where we're dominating the game, we're getting in good areas, creating good opportunities. When the goal gets chalked out for offside, you start to think about, um, are we going to have another one of those days? But in fairness to the players, they didn't allow that to affect them. Um, they kept going. Um, in the second half, the game did get a little bit scrappy. You know, I have to say, I thought for as much of the control we had in the first half, we uh, we stopped passing the ball the way that we did. Um, I think maybe a little bit of tension, maybe a little bit of nerves, given the uh, the magnitude of the game in terms of us trying to get back to winning ways. But fair play to the players; they they, uh, they stuck at it, and um, you know, all importantly, found a way to win the game. Yeah, that was that was the difference, wasn't it? There were similarities maybe in the second half from the Ross County game to this one as well. A couple of chances came along in that game not taken. This time they were taken, making all the difference. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I thought we were comfortable throughout the game, really. You know, I can't remember Kel Roos having anything to do. I thought the, the back four, again, were excellent. You know, that's another clean sheet now, back-to-back, which is something that we haven't done a lot of this season. Um, it's something we've been working hard on. And, you know, full credit to... to uh, all of the players really, you know, when you keep clean sheets, it tends to be the back four and the and, and the goalkeeper who gets the credit. But I, I think the work rate at the top end of the pitch, the guys in the middle of the park, um, all put in a shift for the team today. And um, listen, the result was always going to be more important than the performance. But obviously, we want to try and get the both of them to align where we play really well and win. Um, but look, it's three points. It's a victory. Uh, we've had to wait a little while for it, so it's pleasing that we can send. The supporters home with a, with a smile on their face today, um, as opposed to what we've seen recently. That's number ten and eleven for the Dons for Duke in terms of goals. Could have been another one as well, but for a smidgen and VAR in the first half. It's a great total, isn't it, for a guy who has, hasn't always played in the main striking position? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great return for uh, any attacking player. And, um, you know, when, you know, Majowski is going through the kind of barren spell that he's going through at the moment, it's really important that other players step up to the plate. And thankfully, you know, today, uh, Duke done that. He took the responsibility and he was a match winner today. But, um, listen, I think some of the recruitment that we've done in the summer has been has been excellent. Um, you know, and some of the players that we've brought in have exceeded expectations. You know, Duke was playing reserve team football uh, for Benfica last season. Um but Darren Mowbray spotted him. Um, we watched plenty of video footage of him. We've seen huge potential there. If we could work hard with him in the training pitch, get him a little bit fitter, a little bit sharper, then we felt there was a player there. So he has really um, you know, exceeded what we thought he was going to do at this early stage of his Aberdeen career. Um, but there's a number of other good players in there as well that we brought to the club. And I think there's been a number of very good individual performances uh, from like Ramadani and Shinny in the middle of the pitch who added that little bit of composure and that little bit of strength in there. Um, as I said, the back four were excellent, another clean sheet. Um, yeah, so really, really pleased. We're not going to get carried away. You know, at the end of the day, our points return since after coming back after the World Cup hasn't been good enough. Um, but hopefully today the players will take confidence from that and we can look forward to the semi-final now next Sunday. Well done, Jim. Thanks. OK, thanks, Rob. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights and all the goals, exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. In the other matches at the weekend in the SPFL, Celtic had a 2-0 home win over Kilmarnock with Jota breaking the deadlock and Livingston were 2-0 winners over Ross County in Dingwall. St Mirren drew one all with third place Hearts in Paisley. Simon Murray scored four times as Queen's Park thrashed Cove Rangers 6-0 at the Balmodel Stadium to go four points clear at the top of the championship. Air United beat bottom club Hamilton Aki's 1-0 at Somerset Park and Partick Thistle overcame Morton 2-1 at Firhill. Inverness Cali Thistle dismissed Arbroath 4-1 at Gayfield to boost their playoff hopes. Dunfermline Athletic are four points clear at the top of League One after beating closest challengers FC Edinburgh 1-0 at Meadowbank. Falkirk beat Montrose 2-1 and Airdrieonians netted three late goals in a 3-0 victory at bottom club Peterhead. Allo Athletic beat Queen of the South 2-1 at Palmerston and Kelty Hearts defeated Clyde 2-1 at New Douglas Park. The top of the table clash between Dumbarton and Stirling Albion in League Two was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Albion Rovers moved off the bottom of the table at the expense of Bonnie Reg Rose after winning 4-0 at New Dundas Park. East Fife won 2-1 at Elgin City and 4 for Athletic saw off on an Athletic 2-0 at Galabank. And Stenhouse Muir moved above Stranraer thanks to a 2-1 victory at Oakleview. On Sunday in the Premiership, Rangers had a 2-0 win over Dundee United at Tanadice. In the early game, Hibs defeated Motherwell 3-2 at Fir Park thanks to a Kevin Nisbet hat-trick to move to within a point of the top six. More Don's News straight after this. You know this bloke, right? And this fella? Yes! They were mates on the gram and they've got a few quid, so they thought they'd buy a football club in a town they'd never been to over 5,000 miles from home. As you do. My mind was racing when I learned about the English system. Can't you theoretically take a team that's in the lowest league and bring them to the top? The outside world thinks Wrexham is about sheep, sheep and more sheep. But we've got history, a mighty town built on the back of iron and coal and pride in our club. 
the third oldest in the world. We've invited Europe's finest and Arsenal to the race course. And now we've got hope. Mind you, they say it's the hope that kills you. Unless the meat pies get you first, minging. We've also got the fans. You'll have what people call the happy clappers. You have moaning supporters like me. Every club has hooligans. The community Wrexham will not mince words. What Wrexham like? Don't go, it's a load of rubbish. I love that. All told, these Yanks have got the town absolutely buzzing. School kids rapping, this nutter got a tattoo. Trips to Wembley, last minute winners. That's David Bloody Beckham. Go on, lad. Even Maureen's getting involved. Let's have it, Maureen. FX is welcome to Wrexham. Premieres tonight at 10 on FX. Stream on Hulu. And Wrexham's got hope, meat pie, sheep and the fans from Rob, Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds comes welcome to Wrexham. Watch now on Disney+. Plus. I'll be doing women. We're back in action after the winter break in the Women's Scottish Cup against Hutchison Vale on Sunday. Prior to the match, Calvin Levy previewed the game. For us, we've got to go in and try and build on that Spartans performance, which was good, but it, it could be better. And um, you know that's what we're using this game as. It's a chance to build again and, and hopefully um, a chance for us to get a win, get through to the next round of the cup and uh, also try and get a bit, a bit of momentum going you know, in the weeks to come where we, we find ourselves at home for the next two games after it as well. I think we've just got to do what we've, we've got to do and that's get around everyone together and try and get the best out of every single training session that we have or every uh, analysis session that we have or team meeting. Um, and, you know... <laughs> I think the, the people that I'm working with, Mark, Claire, uh, Beth, obviously the physio, um, and and um, Matthew Mackey, the goalkeeping coach, you know, we are people who don't do anything by half. You know, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it properly, and we're going to give our absolute all to this. So we see this period as a project, but a project that everyone I've mentioned there is 100% dedicated to, and um, I think that's probably rubbing off a little bit on the girls uh, just now because they seem to come in and cross that line at half past seven at training nights and just give their absolute all and um, let's say I, I think we were still we were all gutted that we didn't get that crack at you know Rangers who are arguably at the moment the top team in the country and so it was Aberdeen sealed our place in the next round of the women's Scottish Cup with a comfortable 2-0 win over Hutchison Vale in their 100th competitive match Gavin Levy fielded a strong side despite a mixture of injury and illness meaning several squad regulars were unavailable for the game Ailey Shore, Donna Patterson, Eva Thompson and Francesca Ogilvie were all absent midfielders Brodie Greenwood and Natasha Bruce came in for their second start to the season in the heart of the side Hannah Stewart joined Bailey Hutchison up front as Lauren Campbell once again captained the team Goals either side of half-time from Bailey Hatchison and Maya Christie were enough for the victory over a spirited Vale side to book a place in the fifth round. All the latest transfer news. The AFC Donscast Transfer Centre. Our first bit of activity in the January transfer window saw the return of Graham Shinney to the club on loan and to the end of the season from Wigan Athletic. Here he is with Mal. Well, Graham, welcome home. Thank you. How does it feel to be an Aberdeen player again? A bit surreal, um, exciting. It's obviously changed a lot and with the training ground since I was here, so um, it's really good to see where the club is now from, from when I left. And, yeah, exciting challenge ahead. 
I say it's a welcome home, of course, here at Comet Park. The training ground that you were promised <laughs> for all those years, what, what have you made of it, your first look around? Amazing. Um, like I said, to, to see from where we were back then, taking minibuses out to to the barracks and, and wherever else we used to go, uh, to now see see this is, is unbelievable. And um, I'm sure all the, the players and, and staff appreciate how important it is and um, important to have it. So, yeah, very impressed. Quite a few changes to the squad, though, I'd imagine. I, I can't, how many of the guys are still here? Maybe Joe would be the only one? I reckon Joe and Johnny maybe the only Johnny, two that yeah. were here. I know a couple of the other ones, Marley and, and Keller as well, so yeah. it'd be good to meet them. <laughs> but you played with Keller, of course, at Derby, didn't you? So, good, good goalkeeper, isn't he? Great guy, good goalkeeper. Um, tall, bit of a presence. A good shot stopper and, yeah, all-round good guy. So uh, looking forward to, to meeting up with him again and uh, meeting up with the lads. I mean, you're literally just coming in the building. Have you had a chance to even speak to any of the guys? Did you tell them um, you're coming? I spoke to Keller on the phone on my drive up. Um, but apart from that, I've, I've not really uh, spoke to any of the other lads, but uh, get to meet them all tomorrow at training, so looking forward to it. Listen, I know there's other people went to see you, really appreciate your time. Just finally, what message would you have for the fans? I know you've a fantastic relationship with them in the past and hopefully going forward as well. Yeah, just delighted to be back. Um, it'll be, be a massive excitement to see them all on, on Saturday at home at Pataudry and um, yeah, get behind the lads. We'll, I'll do my best. The lads will do their best to to change the results around. And uh, yeah, positive times. Graham, great to be back, mate. Thanks, best. Pal. Then hot on the heels of Graham returning was the signing of Patrick Mislovich, also on loan from MSK Zelina till the end of the season. The Dons will have an exclusive option to acquire the 21-year-old on a permanent basis this summer. The highly rated midfielder made his senior debut at 17 years old and has played over 100 senior top-flight games despite his young age. He's also captain the side. Patrick, a very warm welcome to Aberdeen Football Club. How has your first day been in Scotland, in Aberdeen? Have, have you enjoyed it? Yes, first day is uh, very good. I'm very happy to be here and I'm very excited to, to start training and to, to play matches. Yeah. Now today I know you had a little look around the, the, the stadium, Petordi Stadium. Yes, I was uh, in Petordi Stadium, then I uh, was to see my apartment mm-hmm. and now I'm here to do medical medical test. Uh-huh. I know you've had a very busy day so we won't keep you too long but we, we wanted to introduce you to the, to the fans. Um, just why Scotland? Why did you de- want to come here? Because first, when I when I heard about uh, Aberdeen uh, has uh, interest to me, um, immediately I know I knew I want to play here and for this uh, for this uh, big club. Uh-huh. Tell the fans a little bit about your career. I mean, you, you played, you made your debut at sixteen. Is that right? My uh, debut was uh, when I was seventeen. So I uh, I played in Gilina, and uh, from Gilina I, now I my career will um, continue here. Uh-huh. But. I mean, you're still very young, but you have played a lot of the games. You have a lot of experience. Yes, because this is uh, based on uh, uh, in Gilina on this to uh, to give a chance to uh, young players. So I'm thankful to Gilina to have this opportunity, and uh, thanks to to this, I I can be here now. 
You can listen to extended interviews with Graham and Patrick on Red TV. And in another bit of good news, Leighton Clarkson will be staying with the Dons until the end of the season. It was suggested that Clarkson could return to Anfield following the arrival of Patrick Mislovich. But Jim Goodwin has revealed that Liverpool are delighted with his progress and are not looking to bring him back during this window. In addition, there's no break clause on Hayden Coulson's loan with us, so he'll be staying till the end of the season too. And Celtic have assured the club that Liam Scales will be able to stay beyond the window as well. And making waves in England is on loan Dean Campbell. Dean, who is currently playing for League Two side Stevenage, was instrumental in their two goals against Aston Villa in the FA Cup on Sunday. The first after he was taken down in the box, securing a penalty in the 88th minute of the game, Jamie Reid scoring from the spot, before Dean fired in a 90th minute winner to make it 2-1 to secure a fourth round tie against championship side Stoke City. The power of football reaches far beyond the pitch. Football can change lives, and indeed it can save lives. Football saved Paul McNeil's life, and this is his story. Football saved my life because it gave me the drive, the determination and the passion to be successful. But it also gave me the friends and the camaraderie you need in life that when you're challenged, you've got something to fall back on. When I was 22 years of age, My father committed suicide. (sighs) Maybe the most devastating moment in my life. I didn't know what to do, but I was lucky that all these friends and people I'd met in football stretched out to me. I'm dyslexic and I learn a little bit differently. A teacher told me that I was a problem child, that I would amount to nothing and, and I really shouldn't dream too high. It was just tough at school. I was bullied and, and teased, but lucky enough for me, it was um, 1982, and it was a World Cup in Spain, and I always remember it so well that there was this kind of magical moment in my life where I, I found football. When I found out I could play and I could run about on a football pitch, it just became a safety zone for me, these kind of white lines of safety, I would cross over them and and, and I would just have so much fun and all the teasing and bullying and, and everything else could just go away. In 1987, I'm a Paisley boy and I'm a Big St Martin fan and my dad took me to the, the 87 Cup final and when St Martin won, he, he lifted me above his head and said, we did it, me man. And it was the most magical moment in my whole life. But of course, you went back to Monday morning and just the hardship of school and the bullying and everything else that went on one Saturday, about three weeks after burying my dad, I got a phone call and it was from the guy that ran my football team. He said, wee man, we're coming to get you and you're playing on Saturday. <laughs> I said, I don't think I'm very ready for that. He says, we're coming to get you, wee man, don't worry about it. And I went and I played this game of football and I was nine again. I was running about as if I didn't have a care in the world. I walked off that football pitch that day. I just felt good about myself. I just had good people and friends around about me and as I walked up to the change room a person who I've never met from the opposition team but I didn't know who he was just wandered up beside me and said well played today wee man he put his arm around me and he said I heard about your dad my brother committed suicide you're going to be okay because we've got your back and I just stopped and I just thought how lucky am I to have all these friends how lucky was that I find a sport that in your darkest day will look after you? And I decided that moment in my life that something must change. So I did it. 
I went back to college to try and do something in sports because it was my dream when I was five. And then life just seemed to just turn for me. Just seemed to be the positivity that I had in my life started to change. And all the time through I had friends and people cover my back at my football team saying, you'll do all right, wee man. I now coach my son's football team. And I watch as my son sometimes struggles at school, having that little bit of a challenge and dyslexia as well. And sometimes when he comes home and he's not had a good day at school, I say, Mum, we'll go and get a ball, wee man. And the smile comes on his face. And he's 87 again. It's the cup final. I just see him just being happy and content. And when I coach his team, I just see all these wee young boys wanting to have a dream. And it's my job to give them that, as every volunteer gave me mine. It's every day I felt bad about myself. They patted me on the back and told me I'd be okay, told me life would be good. And I just thank every volunteer, every friend I had. Because without you, I've no idea where my life would have went. And that's why I love football. That's why I think it saved my life. If you've been affected by the issues raised in this interview, you can contact Breathing Space free on 0800 83 85 87 or visit breathingspace.scot. So the Dons are in league cap action against Rangers in the semi-finals at Hamden on Sunday. Kick-off in Glasgow is at 3pm. Tickets for the match are still on sale, so be quick to pick them up if you're planning to go. afc.co.uk forward slash e-tickets is the place to order them. And if you can't make it, you can watch the match live on VS Sport 1. Coverage starts at 2.30pm. Via Play is available on Sky, Virgin Media, Prime Video and NetGem TV and on streaming devices like Chromecast, Apple TV, built-in apps on your telly and on PC, Mac and Tablet. It's available for $14.99 for the month, which you can cancel at any time, or $11.99 a month on a 12-month contract. And if you're a Red TV International subscriber, it's a whole lot easier on there. Red TV is the place to be, with coverage starting at 2.45pm. The other cap game at the weekend is on Saturday between Celtic and Kilmarnock. Kickoff is at 5.30pm. And there's also matches in the Premiership this weekend. On Friday night, it's Hearts versus St Mirren at 7.45pm. Then on Saturday, it's Hibs versus Dundee United, Motherwell versus Ross County and St Johnston versus Livingston, all 3pm kickoffs. Tickets for our midweek match against Hearts at Tynecastle on the 18th of January are now on sale. We're at the Phase 2 stage as of Tuesday for those with 400 or over priority points, with Phase 3 opening tomorrow morning, Wednesday the 11th of January at 8am online and 9.30am by phone or in the ticket office. Ticket prices for the Roseburn Stan Upper are £27 for adults, £19 for over 65s and students, £14 for under-18s, £7 for under-16s and £5 for under-13s and £15 for wheelchair users and carers get free of charge. In the lower stand, it's £19 for adults, £15 for over 65s and students, £14 for under 18s, £7 for under 16s, and £5 for under 13s. You can order your tickets online at afc.co.uk forward slash e ticket or call 01224 63 at 1903 or visit the ticket office at Pataudry. This will be the first full week back at work for some of you, so take it easy, enjoy your week, and I'll be back here next Tuesday with all the post-match league cap news and more. Till then, thanks for listening, and stand free. That's all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.